and welcome to the Parts Unknown Wrestling Podcast. Previous, like when WWF changed to WWE, it's going to take me a little bit of time. But yes, we're back yeah, once again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly, I nearly. Um, always joining me, as always, is uh, my friend Gio. How's the 24-7 champ? You still champ? No, I lost, I, lost, I, I lost my championship and I lost my foot. <laughs> my God. That's what you get for being in 24-7. And as always... Worst. This has been the worst two weeks ever. I lost. I, I hid in a casket, and somebody sat on the casket and pinned it. And then, like, what? two weeks. Yeah. I just. Uh, I'm, I'm going to bed. Yeah, sleeping. Yeah. That's and then, two weeks later, I was, you know, I was helping out a friend in babysitting, and I was chasing the dog to go get something, and I fell, I fell down the stairs. And I broke my foot. Oh. How so do we know people? Yes, podcast. Yeah, I would now introduce Damo, but I think he's disconnected and turned the internet off. <laughs> I've gone to bed. Yeah. I'm sleeping. Oh, and welcome, Damo. How are you, sir? I don't know anymore. <laughs> After that introduction, I don't know how I am. And I thought I'd been all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the name of this episode is Broken Backs, Broken Bones, and Broken Computers. We're all yeah, broken. Broken is unhealthy. <laughs> it is unhealthy. But uh, it seems to have found a place since I pushed a lead in and cleaned out properly. I think I bitched about it last week and then Gamo said, not our fault, you can't you can't walk upstairs properly. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something I'd say. Yeah, it does. About maybe I should live in a tent with other small people. Yeah, oh, did say that? Yes, you did tell him to live in a tent with small people. Oh dear! Oh my gosh! Right, well there you go. That's the that's the introduction. You can tell we're wrestling nerds. Um, right, wrestling. So I I wrote down loads of different things, but I think the main thing is right now. It's weird to say this because I don't think I've ever said it on all the pods we've done, rebrand at all. I'm actually really enjoying all of wrestling right now. There isn't any I've really disliked. Like some isn't as good as others, but I'm in quite a good place with what I watch. Like my intake of wrestling right now, I'm quite happy with, which is I'm like, weird. I'm a flip it the opposite way because I'm just really fucking tired of staying up until four o'clock to try and watch wrestling. Like, my life is in shambles because of wrestling. And it's good. the product's good, but I'm finding it difficult to care because of how yeah, tiring it is. There's almost, there's almost too much. And I, wanna, I don't want to find about it on Twitter because then I've always found yeah, that that I, sort of loses, you know, the impact nothing was, so it has. Last night, as you know, I didn't watch NXT. Mm. But I have no interest in watching NXT because one... Spoilers, because it was pre-recorded. Like I'd not, I'd avoided them, but I knew I wouldn't be able to avoid them into today. I woke up this morning, scrolled Twitter, and it's gone. Like there's no point in me watching it. Mm. Thing is, right? So I, and I, okay, start, I could avoid start on NXT because obviously it was pre-recorded. So whispers come out about Dragunov being injured. You know, is Ridge Holland a risk? What they missed, right, is actually quite important, which was the opening promo of when Ridge returned. So Ridge's whole promo was saying, I need to reset. My whole career has been injury oh. after accident, accident after injury. And I'm watching this promo. I'm like, anybody has ever watched wrestling, you know how this match is going to end. Like mm. from Ridge's promo. But none of that got mentioned on the so pre-recorded was, spoilers. I was reading somewhere that somebody likened this to, I'm trying to remember his name. He's like an African soccer player that's like, Anything he does, he keeps fucking up. Yeah. And that's literally Ridge Holland's gimmick right now. Is, yeah. Why it am is. I They're like up? putting Ridge. Well, because I think they realized out of the brawling brutes, if they split them up, Ridge was going to be the one that struggled. And I think putting him back down in NXT with this gimmick makes sense. And it was sold too well by Dragonoff to be real. You know? Like his arm not moving for about 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> just. Yeah, it People was very obvious, really and like, yeah, they're they're too quick to jump on a hate train too. Yeah, and I feel like WWE knows that, and they're just they know they know how to use that. Yeah, 
And I do think they're using that. I do. And I think that's what the whole thing was. As soon as I heard the promo, if I hadn't known of the injury, I heard the promo. I'm like, well, of course he was going to get injured. That is the point. You know, that is where they're like going to they, put Ridge right now. I also feel like they saved it for this one, knowing that people were going to talk about that moment, knowing that it's already recorded. Mm. So, you know, it was like, well, if it's going to be pre-recorded, we might as well do something to get people to want to tune well, in and see it anyway. What I always find is a pre-recorded episode. I, I'll still watch it, but I'm less bothered about watching it because I, I don't think I've ever seen a pre-recorded episode that's felt the same as a live episode. So in creating this story, what they've then done is made you want to watch it because you need to find out why, what has, you know, you need to find out the, the, the rest of what has led to that moment. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably been done quite well for them. Again, I still haven't watched it, and I probably so won't is watch SmackDown it, but... pre-recorded? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This week. Oh, and I yeah, believe everything. Raw next week is as well. Yeah, but that's that's going to be a like a review of the year, isn't it? Next week. Yeah, but yeah, SmackDown. But I haven't heard anything of SmackDown of what's happened. Oh, I can tell week. you what's happened if you want. Yeah, I haven't found it anywhere. So <laughs> and no, it's it, I accidentally found it when I. Because I didn't watch SmackDown last week, because obviously I was busy on Saturday. Mm. So I, I woke up and I Google to get the SmackDown, like, the breakdown of what happened. And I'm thinking, this doesn't seem right. Like, that one advertised. And then I looked and I was reading the fucking breakdown of next week's episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, everything. So I knew, what happened. Given... I knew what happened on SmackDown this week before I knew what happened this on SmackDown like last time... week. I believe they said it's like the first time in forever under the new, like, just, I guess, because it's the new regime and everything that yeah, Triple H gave everybody giving all this time so off. They did Raw Live, and then the next live show is NXT next week, I believe. Yeah. Oh, the Tuesday after Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what did happen? So, on SmackDown? Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't oh. see it here. Like, oh, oh yeah. might listen. I but, need to find yeah, that because like, was... I'm looking on my normal <laughs> sites. I can't find it anywhere. Like, I'm, I'm, from I what I've seen, seen anything. From what I've seen, probably going to be a really good episode. It's a shame that I won't be home in time for it. Well, yeah, I think it'll be a really good episode. Crazy. I'll have to go and find it after because right now I don't know. But maybe I could try and maintain so it. So, obviously, if, I can... if you think about what happened during this week's SmackDown, you could yeah, probably so work that... out quite a bit of what happened. Yeah, um, Styles coming back and stuff. So, yeah. So, I I'm get, guessing they're idea. doing AJ and LA Knight at Mania. You think? Um, so, I think for me, like AJ coming back here is perfect can't. for LA Knight. <laughs> can't say. Please, can we move on? Because I, like, I can't actually say. And we can talk about it after we've recorded. Okay. Yeah, we won't spoil okay, it for people. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about something that happened on the SmackDown we've all seen. Charlotte Flair has blown her knee. To smithereens. Oh, in about God. six places. Yeah, so it's ACA, MCL, all of it. Menis- the, the meniscus. So a meniscus, an abductor, an anterior cruciate, and an exprint. <laughs> That's the one that got me. It's all these knee injuries and an exprint. <laughs> wow. But like, she's out for what? Lord, lighter note, months, she's out for nine to 12 months, but on a brighter note, they have. Um, she has it's all but confirmed that she has signed the biggest contract extension for a female wrestler ever. Yeah, it was so it come through on someone's podcast, didn't it? Medusa's podcast, uh, yeah, on Conrad's. I can't, yeah, maybe, but, yeah, oh, maybe. but yeah. so like since the TKO merger, it's her, Ray, and Dominic that have resigned so far, isn't it? Yes, yes, um just those three since but yeah apparently it's it's a huge deal which again the money that wwe have now got behind them i'm not worried about like if they want to keep someone or get someone i feel like they will um and i'm i'm at the point Darry, where um obviously you stream at uh, twitch.tv forward slash Darry lips and you talk a lot yeah. about wrestling because you stream wrestling i'm at the stage where i don't think i can sit in your chat because they're all so slow like cussing charlotte out and saying that she's been handed everything no she is the most deserving of everything that she has got, including this new deal. And the fact, I mean, the fact that TKO have given her this new deal, even though she's going to be out for up to 12 months, says everything that needs to be said, I think. Yes, yes, it does. Because they don't give a fuck that her dad is, Sha- is Ric Flair. No. Why would and, and she's never, she's never really leaned on that. Other than the woos, 
She, yeah. she went through NXT. She's done. She had that, that small just, spell where he was her get. manager. Yeah. But that didn't last. No. And you could tell that she didn't, she didn't really buy into it. No, and no one like, did. That because... was more for him than for her. I think. Yeah. Charlotte Flair to me, you know, everyone's like overbooked this, over that. She's, she's got that because she's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's it for me. Everybody would change their mind if she would quit and go to another company. I guarantee uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Any company would, go to would be better with Charlotte Flair. Dad with her, everybody would be like, this is the greatest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, any company's women's division would be better with Charlotte Flair. End of. Yeah, yeah. And I don't yeah. think people appreciate it. I'm, gonna, I'm also going to throw this one out. The same could be said for Natalia. What? Not in, a, a... not in the same sense as Charlotte, but I absolutely think that that is the case. Leave yes. Ford Hart alone. And, uh, right, but Gio, is she one of the most consistent in-ring workers in wrestling? Uh, she is. Exactly. Every you, know who else is? you know who else is? Tamina? I've never seen a work, mate. Uh, <laughs> but she goes to any, any, any division, she's improved it. <laughs> Not just not because she is a draw, but no offense to the AEW women's division or the current standing in uh, impacts of TNA, their women's division isn't a draw anyway. Um, but like you're telling me that you won't, you would rather see Julia Hart versus Abaddon, who can't wrestle, versus someone who can't wrestle. Put Natalia in there, that match is instantly improved. Done. Look at that. Yeah. Look where they did the first. Was it Elimination Chamber? Natalia was the one that held that together, really, if you go back and watch. Yeah, yep. You know, you put Natalia in these things and your, ma your match will be okay. You're like, you're ma you, you won't have any mistakes. It's a bit like what I said with Ronda Becky could never have been a one-on-one -on -one as a WrestleMania main event. It would have been a shambles. You needed flair mm -hmm. in that. Um, and the same can be said for Natalia. You, you need break glass, need a safe, sensible worker that's going to make the match tick. Put Natalia I was going to say, she's... She's become like the Chris Jericho or like the John Cena, where it's like I need I need somebody to put this diva over. Yep, and I'm oh, gonna Ziggler. go with Chris her Jericho. I know yes, she yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you don't expect yeah. a five star banger, but you know that she can put on a good match. As you said, you don't expect a five star banger. Then you remember that second title match she had against Rhea Ripley that was fucking incredible. Yeah, it came out of nowhere because the first one were a little bit sloppy. But felt like the first one was probably thrown together last minute because of something that had gone on. The second one, though, tore it apart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and probably one of Rhea's best matches, uh, defenses, you know. Although I am looking forward to her uh, facing Ivy now. Um, I think her best her best defense was um, Zoe. I think yeah, that match with Zoe one on one was really good. Yeah, and it, because I didn't expect it to be, and I didn't expect it to be Zoe, so I was impressed because. It, was better yeah. than I thought it would be. But yeah, the Ivy Nile match would be good. I don't think it's going to tear the roof off. I no. think it'll be a good match. But no, I think Ivy what it will be is a bit like everyone will see, because I think Ivy Nile is really good, and I think everyone... Yeah. Will up again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've sent you the link, by the way. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> My eyes are on it. Um, also, there is a new job, WWE, and looking for a new international director. So I think we should apply. So that's uh, the job home. description, right? Now nah, it's based in Stanford. Um, so you partner with the VP and here's, here's, your, here's your jobs. Identify new business opportunities for traditional broadcast, digital, and platforms. Develop distribution strategies for each market based on approach to developing business across multiple lines. Negotiate and secure content licenses. Conduct marketing, uh, market analysis, performance reporting, and competitor analysis. Ongoing support to clients and servers, a point, of pers point person for external clients. General support across the global content business, coordinate and track deliverables and accomplishments, help sustain a positive entrepreneurial and high performing high performing culture within the international team. Sounds easy. Sounds like I could do that working from home. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that you need to be in Stanford. Um, but yeah. Um, also, so what you're saying is that I should apply. Absolutely, Gio. You should. How far are you from Stanford? You could. You probably got a better chance than us because of location. <laughs> oh my God! I don't have access to the WWE library then. Then I could really do reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake! Uh, right, staying on contracts. 
Let's have a quick jump to company. Talk about MJF. Says he hasn't signed a deal. I think he's yeah. bullshit. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I think he signed it months ago. There's, um, there's, there's no way that Tony Khan didn't do this. He'd be stupid if he doesn't. Yeah. And the thing I think is, it's I a great storyline for him not to have signed, but I absolutely think he's signed. Yeah. And the thing is, I think, and I think it's right for him. That's what I was about to say. Absolutely right for him because WWE right now is stacked. You know, add in Punk yeah. if you get yeah. like this Punk that seems to be coming across, that seems chill, and that at the Performance Center, and I think definitely being molded into becoming Shawn Michaels' right hand man down at NXT. Um, I absolutely think that's what he now wants to do. I think they don't, they haven't got space for the star that could be MJF. Just sit tight. That. He's he's young enough that he's got five, six yeah. years before he even has to think about going over to I think Cody was right. I do think he ends up there. But he doesn't have to do it right now. You know? There's uh, there's yeah, no rush. Like, I mean, nothing against him because he's a phenomenal talent and he's excellent on the mic in the ring. He does everything that he does, he does well. He, but the only way I could see him going over there is because he's friends with Cody. Like that would be the only thing I could see on why he would go there. So my, my thing would be, why would he leave a program where he is essentially running the company? Like, he runs the show. He's the champ. He's, you know, the top of every billing. To move over to WWE where he would be... If he went to SmackDown, you know, you know Roman, the bloodline is still there. Roman Reigns is still there. And I know that storyline is going to come to an end within the next six months, I reckon. The person who who's next in from that is going to have a long ass run to make it worth them taking it off of Roman. If you go to Raw, you've I got mean, I think they're already setting it up because I think they're already, yeah, I think they're already setting right. up the end of Bloodline because Roman kind of said like, "When I'm done, you're next in charge, Solo." So I well, think that's their so way of being like, he's taking time off soon. Paul Heyman said that Roman probably only had one or two years left yeah. at this level. And he said exactly. that last year. If you time. think in three to five years' time, let's say like normal AWD, you know, Roman's going to be in Hollywood or just off with like recovering from illnesses he's gone through. Punk is probably going to be done. Do you know what I mean Seth's going to be proper banged up and on his way down? Then's the he time to go. Like line. right now, he doesn't need a Randy Orton's going to be a lot older. Styles is going to be a lot older. LA yeah. Knight, you know, is up there at a the minute. He's a lot. He's not a young man. Do you know what I mean? He's like late thirties. And yeah, I think MJF's I, got like seven years on the everyone. youngest of that group. Yeah, exactly. So in three will... to five years time, he can go over there and be straight in that picture. Whereas right now. I think he gets lost in that shuffle of the Drews and Seths and KOs, you know? I will say this. I'm enjoying anime Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> oh, Shinsuke right now is the best Shinsuke I've ever seen. Yeah. That, yeah. He needs some Chris wins, is, but he's Chris okay. That yeah, Chris so MJF is, is 10 years younger than Rollins. There you go. See what I mean? And that's Rollins. Of the group. Yeah. Rollins is the youngest of their main event group. Yeah. Yeah, saying he's got 10 years on him. Man can go there three to five years and still have a fantastic career. Long Hall of Fame career. Okay, you know? still. so can we just talk about how stupid this Carmelo storyline is? We know Carmelo did it. <laughs> um, it's probably my least favorite thing about NXT. And yeah. I love NXT. NXT is my favorite wrestling at the moment. The Tiffany silly. Fallon stuff. I'm all about nah, Fallon metaphor. is becoming quite quickly metaphor, one of my favorite yes. things. Metaphor all the way. Oh, metaphor, yeah. Aww. And so I didn't know the girl with the broken arm is actually Mrs. Carmelo Hayes, isn't she? Barbara <laughs> Jackson's dating Carmelo Hayes. Oh. Loving metaphor. Love metaphor. I've even started to like <laughs> Lash Legend because of it. I blame Noem Dar for the fact I, that no, I'm right, sorry, actually, Lash Legend. No, you've, brought, you've reminded me of something that I wanted to talk about last week and we had to cancel, so I need to talk about it now. Go I on. read an article and, oh my God, internet people, stop. Never, you're never allowed to make. This article claimed with its chest, confidence the lot, with its chest. that 
Lash Legend was going to not only enter the Royal Rumble, she was going to win the Royal Rumble, and then she was going to dominate and take the title from Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania because, and I quote, she is as ready now as anybody has ever been to take the spotlight. Well, she proper slammed Otis. Right, hold on. She slammed Otis. It don't mean she's got a shred of talent. I, I absolutely understand that she's on a, the whole metaphor group. Momentum is making them look better than they are. Noam Dar is a star. But that whole group, on and the way they've done it on NXT, on the main roster, I don't think any of them other than Noam Dar work right now at all. Um, Maybe she could enter it. I could see her being in it. Absolutely. Uh, but other than that, you unless Jugs has said it anyway, I'm not listening. Oh, no, I've get, sorry, Jugs, Jugs needs to go, Darry. I can no longer listen oh, to Oh, why? What's happened? I quite enjoy Jugs. Tweet, you know, I tweeted something the other week, and I was like, nah, I don't like you. Oh, oh poor Jugs. Well, I, I haven't got there yet. I'm still on the Jugs, Jugs bandwagon. Um, so here you go. Who's just in? Don't know how true it is, but a lot of places are reporting it. Roman Reigns is winning at WrestleMania. Decision was made two weeks ago. They're breaking Hogan's record. He'll drop the title at Royal Rumble 2025. No way. I don't yeah, see him getting stuff. that close and then dropping it at Rumble. I could believe that he loses it at um, the WrestleMania 25. I do yeah, think maybe it, look, next if year. They're going, if they're going Roman... If they're going with Roman Cody for the second year in a row, there's no fucking way they're going to fuck over Cody two years in a row on it. Then The Rock, I, I reckon, comes back to deal with this one. Then that means I, I think Cody wins. I do think it's Cody that takes it off him. do think that's how they book Cody to be that super baby face. I do. Um, I'm just saying there's no way that So then Cody... I think... That Rock, does it at, Rock faces him at 40. Cody beats him at 40. I think that's what that news being spilled is going to mean, is that they've managed to get The Rock to perform. I, you're only going to piss people off more that you keep him as a champion, though. The thing is, but you've got Seth now. You know? You've got, you got, you got Seth. And his title, and you got Gunther making the IC title feel important. Look, until he loses that title at Mania to fucking CM Punk. Seth is losing to. Oh, it, that, that fucking don't even. I know. Yeah, he's not happy. You're not happy about that. I think, I think Seth returns at Mania and loses it the following pay per view. Oh, the or, there's so many or, other people. That is, unless, I, I still have this feeling, I don't think it's going to happen, but I have this feeling, and I, I think it's because I want it. I think Drew should be the one to take it, because like I said to you the other day, Drew McIntyre as champion on that European-Australia run would be the best thing they could do. I don't know. There's, like, so many other people, and for him to just walk in, win a rumble, then win a title is going to piss I don't think he wins the Rumble. I think he gets the shot in a more deserving manner. You think Cody's winning it, though? Because it's got to be either Cody or him. No, it doesn't. The winner has to fight Roman. Yeah, but neither of them two have to fight Roman. It's just assumed that they those two will have... Well, the winner has to fight Roman or Seth. Yeah, but they don't. They, they they don't have to win. Is my point? It's so, not guaranteed that one of them to win. Not even in the top five odds to win the rumble at the moment anymore. Punk is the favorite. La Knight second yeah. favorite. Rock is third. Orton fourth, and Jey Uso fifth. Cody's not even in the top five on the odds. On Sky he is, but Sky odds for Royal rumbles. Sky odds for wrestling's awful. Oh, I'm pretty bro. sure if you go to Sky Goldberg's second favorite. <laughs> <laughs> He's always up there. Um, and Nia Jax has appeared as an early favourite. Nia Jax and Raquel Rodriguez yeah. are the two that are getting the most talk. Okay. I think Bailey wins, though. I think I still think Bailey. Yeah, I do. Like, and I, that's I think, how they start the Bailey. damage control breakdown. Yeah, and then that's how Sasha comes back. Mm. I think Sasha comes back. Unless she's the big signing that TNA have made that's, that comes in January. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think that's Dolph Ziggler, myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. 
I think. I know Mustafa, they're saying, oh, it's our biggest one ever, but Dolph Ziggler would be huge signing for TNA. It's Mustafa Ali. It's Mustafa Ali. Now, I think he goes to Japan. I think Elias so, and Dolph Ziggler um, end up in <laughs> TNA. Maybe Emma you say and that about Riddick Moss. Did you see the um, that uh, New Japan, Noah, Stardom, uh, Suplex, all of those have formed a super group called all like like all japan or something like that and it's basically all the japanese wrestling companies have come together and they're going to create things as a group as well as individually because they think they're stronger together and they can hold off and do more if they back each other rather than Ooh. work against each other i mean that makes sense like, but yeah absolutely. there's like nowhere all, all japan uh, new japan pro uh, suplex stardom a couple of others i can't think of the names of now but yeah they're all just going to collaborate and do things as a group. Wow. Um, but yeah. Nice. Earmark some money, TNA have said. There you go. Earmark some money to spend on a big free agent um, in January. The, the early news is Ali, Ziggler, and... I don't know. I think it's Ziggler. Riddle? Oh, God. Yeah, I, d I don't know. I don't see any company at the minute seeing Riddle as a big draw. Man's running around Twitter with his fucking thong on and he's... Nah, my... And he's calling out, like, Jake Paul. So it's just like a sellout yeah. thing. Like, I think anyone that calls Dude, them out Jake, for boxing... Jake Paul it's just a money grab. Jake Paul would that... knock him proper on his ass. You see that Jake Paul will be working with the uh, US Olympic team for the uh, France Olympics? Wow. He's not going to be boxing for them. Um, he's going to do, be doing like um, sparring, coaching, and by the looks of it, media work. Wow. No, and I think, I think Jake Paul actually wants to take it seriously. I, I actually uh, he said it. that he'd rather contribute in this way to boxing because it's not. Everybody seems to think that for him, it's all about the money. And he wants to prove that he, he's actually serious about improving the sport. No, and I do. I actually believe that. I do actually believe that he's uh, doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I do believe. Right. Ah, so here you go. Rock, rock, hang on, Rock News. His film doesn't get released until November. So they'll start. They think he'll be free for I'm telling you. Rock's going to fight Roman. Get that one. We'll talk about Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and he's, well, and how great I'm he looking, does on NXT. Because no, look, I, I'm I don't know. I've got a new like take on Shawn Michaels. Uh, I, look, Chase U needs money. And I'm loving that storyline as well. <laughs> it's just Andre Chase's acting skills are so bad. They're playing fucking. Everybody in NXT is, and that's why it's my favorite. It's all like, you know, this from having previous with um, foreign nationals as your wives. Their TV makes no sense to you because it's so badly acted and you can't understand it, but you love it. Yeah. Like, you what? tell me that like when Marina's got Russian telenovas on, you're not invested, even though you've no right, idea so what's going on. She used to watch. She watches these two main shows she used to watch. Was the Russian Bachelor, which was just amazing, cause so fake, and one called uh, Who Knows Future, which is a bunch of ghost hunters. Uh, and it was just yeah, okay, I get it. That it's is like an NXT storyline right there. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is. We watched yeah, okay. it metaphor with ghost look, hunters. The addition of fake paparazzi makes me laugh. Like just the uh, awfulness. Like hello, hello. As long as Fallon, uh, Fallon, uh, what's her face? Henry, whatever her name is. Henley. Uh, Henley, yeah. She's um, probably my favourite like, in all of life. Hey, no comment. I yeah. prefer not to speak. If I speak, I am in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not good. Right, come on, Shawn Michaels. So the challenge was we had oh. to watch. We got 10 of his top 30 matches each. And uh, we, Gio, you can go first because you was the. I was Jared, say, you was are the we getting this out of the way in all just you and ours today? Yeah, come on. Yeah, because I don't have long. I don't need long to talk about mine. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah. Like, go on, Gio. Oh, you was the oh, HBK fan, so you hit yeah, me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get my list up here. Go so on. we got Shawn Michaels and Cena from Raw, the one-hour match. So weird seeing a, a Japanese crowd being like really silent. <laughs> like they would hit a move and it would just be like oh. tumbleweeds yeah like they'd just golf clap it or they'd be like oh it was 
so weird. <laughs> um, all in all, good match. I mean, fucking hour-long match. It fucking happened. <laughs> it really shows that, like, not not for nothing, but Shawn Michaels isn't the best at these one-hour matches. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot that's going to sound like that it when I really get to mine. It shows, like, he's limited on movesets when it goes, like, an hour. Yeah. Uh, HBK Bulldog, King of the Ring 96. Fucking hell. Beat up Mr. Perfect as the referee. Owen Hart on Owen Hart on commentary was was great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking match. I mean, he's got Jose Ladario in his corner. Fucking hard times, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hard uh, times. Him and Brett in the ladder match. Uh. Fucking, you could tell it's the they're testing waters on ladder matches. Uh, not really like anything too crazy with it. They used a ladder a bit, but most of it was just them wrestling and trying to climb up the ladder. It was like you could tell they were really just trying to test waters. Coliseum exclusive, so I had to really dig it, dig in to get it. By the way, uh, Austin versus. Stone Cold uh, from the King of the Ring. Fucking hell. I forgot. This match was actually really good. Oh, they yeah, were both, yeah, yeah. They were both faces. I forget about King of the Ring 97. Why? Because it was like... It was actually uh, quite a good one. It was just around this time where like, I really didn't watch WWF. I was more into WCW. Mm. So I don't like... I, that, it's such a like a pay per view that I don't really remember offhand, and then I was like, "Oh wow, it, it was a really good match." Mm-hmm. Uh, Michaels and Jeff Jarrett, fucking hell, Road Dog fucks up the finish, trips Jarrett, super kick. It's Shawn Michaels' birthday, so fucking of course he was gonna win. Uh, everything was cowboy themed. Jeff Jarrett saying with my baby tonight. Oh my god. And then they had the whole storyline of that's how Road Dog yeah. appeared, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Stole the song or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then I got Michaels and Jericho. I think it's the one for Mania, I think I I got. Because that's the one I ended up watching. <laughs> well, this is awkward. Oh, uh, you did too, I'm right? I'm kidding. No, I had Unforgiven and No Mercy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to be a dick. <laughs> again, good match. Michael's really putting over Jericho at the time, trying to make him like a big big timer. Uh, Jericho with the low, the fucking low blow at the end, like outsmarting him. Smart. Yeah, he, he, he fucking low blowed him at the end. It was great. Uh, good match. Every, uh, everything that Michaels and Jericho did for me, like, really good. I, like, those two just. Uh, I got Michaels and Razor, the fucking uh, ladder match from SummerSlam. Oh, I love that. Really good match. Yeah. It's... Better than, the, uh, look, it's better. I'm going to say it was better than the Mania 10 one. Yes. The SummerSlam one, much better. Better than, the, than that one. They, they use the ladder more. They use it in inventive ways. Like they put it, they sandwiched a guy in the corner. They fuck, they, they spun it around a few times. They whipped each other into it, slammed each other on it. Like they really used it more as a weapon in that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely agree. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H. I. Bro. Believe it's I got SummerSlam. Ah, okay, the one, one with his return, the unsanctioned one. Yeah, um, this is where Gamo's gonna. So land. actually, on that, on that, whenever why whenever Shawn Michaels returned from injury with a match, was he having an unsanctioned match? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like four. Uh, this is this is uh, Gamo. This is where you get to 
chiming and giggling. Oh, he's got a bad back. I already know. Fucking bad. <laughs> he kicked up and he pulled his back and he was fucking rolling around like a dickhead. <laughs> Jeez, got Gio got so excited he broke his microphone. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, he gets his back fucked with the sledgehammer at the end of the match. That's and that, oh, what a nasty spot, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Do you know which sledgehammer spot I think always that's one of them me. famous Jim Ross, you bastard, to Triple H. I yeah, think he's like, Triple H, a bastard, at least no. 500 times. The sledgehammer <laughs> spot that always got me was the one, I think it was, it was either in a cage or a cell match, and he clocked Vince with one, snapped the hammer across his back. Oh. <laughs> Give me. Oh. Like, you bastard. Oh, you bastard. No. Yeah. Damn you. Uh, and then I got Michaels versus Undertaker Street versus Courier. Oh, perfect. Uh, what was your favorite? It's a, good, it's a good match. It's just they're both in there. They were both past prime at this point. And they just kind of glided you know like they, they didn't really take too many risks yeah but still excellent match oh absolutely alright so from your turn what was the best uh the Michaels Razor ladder match and the worst uh that fucking awful bulldog match yeah has it changed your opinion of Shawn Michaels having watched 10 matches in a I fucking mean, row? I mean, I, look, as a kid, I was a big Shawn Michaels fan. As an adult, I see, like, he wasn't the best wrestler. He was a fucking, <laughs> he was great as an entertainer. It's just, wrestling-wise, he wasn't that good. So this will lead perfectly into my... Yeah, it will, actually. <laughs> because I, you know what? Because, yes... Was I entertained through all ten? No, because there was one Sid Vicious that was fucking awful. However, it, it, Shawn Michaels told a story through it, which he told in every single one of the ten that I watched. So you know, I could have done without it. That was definitely my least favorite. By Wait, the way, I don't know if I've become clear. Did you find the spot though? Which spot are you on about? Where he lands on his head. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah. The, the reason yes. that they started was because. Sean Michaels was literally standing on his head in the still shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I had the stretcher match against Batista. It, it wasn't the best of matches, and stretcher matches rarely are great matches anyway. However, story-wise, it was great. Sean Michaels telling a story of his bad back. I don't know if you've mentioned that one, Gio, but he has a bad back. Um, and this one was Jericho trying to convince Sean to fight on, and it was just it was a bit weird, but whatever. It was a decent enough match. Um, that was it. Wouldn't I think? Uh, and maybe EC one of the fake ECW things or some shit. It, but yeah, it was it was decent enough. Um, Vader at SummerSlam '96. Oh, it's got not quite sure why Vader. I'm not quite sure what Vader who Vader Vader sucked off to get into this position to be in that match. But you know what? It wasn't actually a terrible match. Was it a good match? No, but it was better than the Sid match. So I'll take it. Um, Come on, Shawn you know, Michaels fucking up that spot, and or Vader fucking up that spot, and hearing Shawn Michaels yell at him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> I said it wasn't He's a like, great match. <laughs> wasn't that the match then after Shawn Michaels said not working with him again, and that's why he ended yeah, up fighting Sid because okay. it was so, meant to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly he's ended up with Sid. He was supposed to. It was another match where. He was supposed was... to take the title instead of Sid at that Survivor Series. Yeah. Because the next pay-per-view was called In Your House, It's Time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, again, it, it, was, it was the same. Sean hitting <laughs> not his five moves doing wasn't quite John Cena, but he only had like 10, 15 moves. And he hurt his back, and it was, can he come back from the bad back? And he just felt so forced. It was just like, uh, uh. Chris Jericho, I can't remember which one of the matches that I've got against Jericho was the unsanctioned match. So I'm going to go with this one was the unsanctioned match because he was returning from injury. He had a broken arm in one of them. That's as much as I can remember. I can't remember which way. So I watched them like three weeks ago. But Chris Jericho, fantastic. Shawn Michaels, excellent entertainer. The match 
wasn't a wrestling clinic, but it was a very good match. Like I could, someone said to me, "Oh, um, recommend me a match." I'd say that wouldn't be on the list easily. And you know what? Actually, every other match on this list from here on in would be one that I could recommend that would get someone into at least understanding the difference between WWE as a wrestling company and another yeah. wrestling company such as AEW because you these are stories that hold throughout them. You know what I remember from their feud? Jericho at SummerSlam, like trying to shoot slap his wife and he, or yeah. trying to fake slap his wife and he really shot, he really slapped her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he was supposed to pull back and he did it. It was like, go back. I think the biggest annoyance for me, and I'm just going to categorize the rest of these matches as one um, because. I could give a review individually, but they're pretty, my much, they're pretty much the same match from 05, because I had 05 to I... 08, and it was just, can Shawn Michaels overcome his bad back? <laughs> and like, obviously, right, Gio, mentioned, Gio mentioned that he wasn't the best wrestler. I got him, mm-hmm. like Gio, at least the matches, that, the early matches that we had, like the Beard of the Sid ones, they were fucking awful as it is. At least Gio had good matches from Sean's early career before he came back after the neck and back issues, so he could still at least do something. He could fucking do nothing. He injured okay. himself on every kip up he did in every match I watched. But, but you did, you did get the trilogy of him. And I did Angle. get the trilogy of him and Angle, and you know what? I'm going to say that the one on Raw Homecoming 05 is the best of the bunch because yeah. that one was the one where I actually sat and I took notice. Like I stopped what I was doing because I was enjoying it so much. I forgot how much I enjoyed that match. So a bad back. Then. Also, it was raw homecoming. Yeah, it's just a bad back, and it just frustrated me <laughs> no end. That I was trying to watch them, and a bad back, bad back, back. We were like watching Gary Miller. <laughs> oh my! Got a bad oh back. Yeah, he's all right. Well, my turn. <laughs> Um, I started with the Iron Man from WrestleMania, what was it, 96? Um, thinking that that was like the most talked about match. And watching it now, it wasn't actually as great as I remember. It's a really boring Iron Man match between him and Hitman. I felt like that about the. Um, yeah, the I was match disappointed. At WrestleMania 25 with Taker. Wasn't yeah, as good just... as I remember it being. No, I, don't, I remember. Although that was the Undertaker spot with the landing on his head as well. Oh, that was. But yeah, the Iron Man match, not as great as I remember. Um, so then I thought, okay, let's get back. He's Mr. WrestleMania. I've got three WrestleMania matches. The Razor Ladder match is all right. Is not as good as any other <laughs> Razor match. So I was like, okay, Triple H, Benoit, Triple Threat. Okay. Again, it was just a bit too obvious that Benoit was going to win. Like the crowd kind of ruined that. because that right, was... Of course it were obvious. You've seen it before. I... I but, yeah. like, but you know, like when it sto- tells a story, like it's yeah. not, there wasn't any other way that that night was going to go. And so, just... yeah, yeah, yeah. the only thing I did like about that was the surprise adding of Shawn Michaels to it because everybody thought it was going to be one on one. Yeah, and the promo like, is uh, good. The promo they was did good. like the the contract signing, and he just like secretly super kicked and put his name to it. Yeah, yeah, he just turned up and signed it. Uh, the backlash triple threat that those two did after it, I think, was better. Because um, okay. it felt a little bit more relaxed and you felt like it was booked because maybe that putting the title on Benoit was a mistake and you felt like they were just running it back because they were like, oh, we've got to correct it. Let's just run it back, have the correct winner. But no, it was, uh, it was just, it was better. I preferred the backlash one. Because um, I put the, these are in order. So as I say, the IMA match, I, I enjoyed the least. Um, Bret Hart Survivor Series 92 again Sean was up and coming so Bret wasn't gonna yeah it was fine there was you know it, it was it was a solid match again because if you put your mind back to 92 that's what you're gonna get um, my mind back to 92 I was four. <laughs> oh, well, yeah I was 11 and like Bret Hart I was a bit of a Bret Hart mark when I was that age until I figured out that it, but uh, then that's I had two heart mark now. Yeah, <laughs> two taker matches. One at Ground Zero '97, really, really good. I think their, their chemistry is underrated. Um, and then the Hell in a Cell at Bad Blood '97. 
So it's on Shawn Michaels' list because he gets thrown around this cell and Kane comes back. <laughs> it's nothing really to do with Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Watching the match, it was Taker just destroying him until Kane appeared. <laughs> That's it. Like, Shawn Michaels was just a bloody mess. He was just there to be, like, look at this monster Taker. Oh, no, his brother's bigger than him. How did, how did Vince know it was Kane, though? Hmm? <laughs> How did that's gotta be Kane. Kane. Yeah, how did he know? I don't know. Vince <laughs> did. That's gotta be Kane. <laughs> like, okay, Vince. Cool. Cheers. Um, Who? <laughs> yeah. Then to the two of my surprise favorites versus Diesel in your house ninety six. Actually, much better than I maybe give it credit for. What? Him, what's the ending? Yeah, Kim and Kevin Nash. <laughs> I'll fight. Yeah. <laughs> What's the ending? No. <laughs> you pulled the man's leg out and she was like, with it. He takes Paul the Butcher for Sean's fake leg out of his leg and then used it to super kick him. Yeah. <laughs> it was but it was a good match though. It was a good match. I enjoyed it. Anyway. I'm, I'm waiting for you to talk about your favorite one with your favorite ending. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah that's my favorite match. <laughs> and a bad back as well. Yeah, yeah. And terrible. Um, but, yeah. No, I actually really enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. In your house. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, then the Edge Street Fight on a Raw, 28th of February, 2005. It's funny you're saying, because like 2005 must have been a year where Sean kind of had it about him, because your Kurt Angle match was from 05, I think, wasn't it? But this yeah, one yeah. with Edge was a street fight, and it was really good. Now, I can't say I particularly remember it, but it was one of them where I put it on because I'm like, oh, fuck, this is on my list. Don't really matter. So I put it on, and I was playing football manager at the same time. And then by the midway through the match, I'm not playing anything. I'm just watching the whole match. No. I actually really enjoyed That's it. That's what I was like in the home yeah. win. Yeah, match. the edge street fight. I was like, you know what? Violent and decent. Yeah, I had, a, I had a great time watching it. Because you could tell then the edge was really keen. And Sean was just on his, on his thing. Do you know what I mean? At the time. Yeah, it was really good. It was really, really good. Now, is this the one where Angle interfered? Because I feel like they've done this match a few times. And one of them, I know Angle interfered. No, there was no interference in this Okay. Match. This was when, I think it was at the back end of the, the rated RKO stuff. Or at the beginning okay, of it. Okay, see? It was around that they time. Did this, like, they did this, like, went leading up to him and ver him versus Angle. And, like, Angle just showed up on Raw. After the yeah, I don't think this might have been before that, but yeah, I think there was some stuff after the rumble and it but rumbled it was on like, through. It was the same exact stipulation, like it was a street fight between him and Edge. Yeah, yeah, no, but this one was really good. 28th of February, 05. You should go check it out, actually. It's actually a solid match. Um, and then, of course, my favorite Backlash 2007, <laughs> Fatal Four Way, the greatest ending for me in all of wrestling. <laughs> it, no, it is. It's just. It's perfect. So that's just crashing the place, but that's fine. Um, um yeah. And wait until you guys are done because I got one surprise entry that I watched just because I said so. But <laughs> oh, fair enough. So it was, um, it was a spear to Orton and fu to Edge, switching music to Cena, and he fell on Orton. That's the order. I wrote it down. So yeah. Uh, Edge, yes, yeah, speared Orton. Well, Cedar then FU'd Edge. There was sweet chin music by Michaels because he'd come in from the outside. And as he sweet chinned him, he fell forwards. Cena fell on Orton. Mike Piotta counted and Michaels couldn't get there. And it was just, but it was a really good match before. There was like some really good moonsault like Michaels did to all three of them. Yeah, it was, it was a really good match. It's my favorite. And yeah, it would be on my list of fatal four ways. But yeah, I loved it. But yeah, to give Cena that win by pinfall, yeah, he's that's a there's an asterisk in the record book. <laughs> but yeah, that was my ten. What it did teach me is Shawn Michaels isn't the star; he's there to put people over. So, 
while looking this up, I was on Peacock and I typed in Shawn Michaels. And the first thing that came up, I, I, I had to watch it for the shits and giggles of it, was Vincent Shane versus Shawn Michaels and God. God. Um, <laughs> God. Yeah. Vincent Shane versus Sean and God. Let me tell you, God coming out to like, somebody better call my mama had me laughing. <laughs> Vince is the really way on something at that dance. point. Right? Like, he's like, hit it, hit the music. And he's fucking doing the dance in the ring. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> done. Right. Speaking of being done, you can he go and sit with God in your broken foot. <laughs> look, he goes to do a hot take and the, the little spotlight leaves and Vince is like, look, even God is abandoning you. And I was like, oh, my God. Wish we'd abandoned you like 18 months ago. Not <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. You, you Stick away from your me? caskets, bastard, and chasing dogs in strangers' houses. Gonna wheel me? Are you guys going to give me the wheel for next week real quick? Yeah, come on. I can do that. All right. Um, Give me something from WCW. You want WCW ones? Oh, hell yeah. I've got, nope, nope, stop. Oh. Uh, I want a review uh-oh. of the Christmas Day episode of Raw. Oh, come on! Did you know the one that you mentioned the other day, Darren? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The one with Austin and Kane, so 2000. Yes. Yeah. Oh. 2002, isn't it? Hang on, let me just oh. double check. Austin, no. the, yeah, because we talked about it, and yeah, it did oh, mention boy. Yeah, Christmas Day 2000, Steve Austin versus Kane. That's your that's your review. Christmas Day. Huh? Anybody got a card for me? Uh, Hold on, let me have a look. Uh, Xmas Day 2000. Right here we go. So you've got. Oh boy. Right, Uh you've got Hardy Boys with Lita versus Benoit and Malenko. Hardcore Championship Blackman versus Hardcore Holly versus Raven. Austin versus Kane, Too Cool versus TNA, uh, Kurt Angle with Edge and, and Edge and Christian against Chris Jericho and the Dudleys, Right to Censor versus the oh, APA, no. and The Rock versus Undertaker. And I can see from the results next to these, it's going to be fucking. No, that's yeah, that was yeah, yeah. December twenty fifth, oh, two thousand, Monday Night Raw. Oh boy, McKenzie Arena. Have fun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That one's for you, and then we'll think of a you challenge for three right of us to, after that. You had me at right to censor. <laughs> right. Have a fantastic Christmas. We'll be back the day after Boxing Day, is it? Do that. We'll aim for the 27th. Yes, yes, yes. So enjoy your Christmases. And, um, Michelle. yeah, much love. Till then, we'll see you soon.